Oh, can, can you, you hear me? me? Yeah. Can you, can you hear me? I got you, man. Sweet. Sweet, dude. How is your day so far? Uh, not too bad, man. You know, just trying to stay busy as usual. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Like, we can... I used to be the type of guy that um, would go do an activity and then come back and, like, take a moment to rest yep. before I'd go and do something else. And I'd find that I wouldn't get shit done. <laughs> like it yeah, was such man. a recipe for disaster of just like no you're not getting shit you're you're comfy now right yep. but yep. now i just you know like i do one activity and i go as far with that activity as i can and when that happens i just move on to the next thing the next like most important productive like for me dude i structure my life dollar productive first then creative happiness second right yep. in that sense Right. And then like leisure and everything underneath. Right. And like, so like if a dollar productive thing comes in, I knock that off the list because all I really want to do is my creative stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's tough to also find that, you know, kind of good balance between working hard, but still enjoying the things that you need to enjoy, you know, Mm because the amount of sacrifices that, you know, especially just kind of the, the field that I'm in is, you know, ludicrous, you know, from artists being on tour for, you know, six months at a time or, you know, mm-hmm. some engineer in the studio for, you know, weeks on end, man. It's, it, get, it gets crazy, but, you know, finding that, that perfect balance is important. You know? It very much is. Okay, so let's do that then. What exactly do you do? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit of everything. Um, professionally right now I'm an audio engineer so I work in studios and stuff like that Um, I'm also a musician so I help out with production needs and uh, you know I have a decent knowledge of some graphic design and videography and stuff like that so I just kind of combine everything that I know and you know I work with a great fantastic team of people who really help bring the company together you know and what we do can I can I ask you a question if you didn't have those people, where do you think you would be? <clears throat> um, <laughs> like, would you still be doing this? Would you still be, like, pursuing all of that stuff? Or would you have found something else? No. Uh, you know, that's kind of how that all started, which is kind of how I got into a little bit of everything. Is, uh, you know, I started out writing music at about, you know, 12. And then seriously at around 16. Um, from there, I went, you know, from writing music and shitty cover songs to learning audio engineering for about two years at a at a arts college. Um, after that, I started up my own studio. And then as I learned more about the business, you know, it's being able to draw people in and being able to not just give them something to listen to, but something to look at, you know. So that's kind of how I got into some graphic design and videography and editing and that kind of stuff and uh you know that all kind of led into production because i wanted to make truly my own music and not have to lease it from you know other people or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah i definitely would have kept doing the same thing i'm doing now um but having people who really know their shit definitely helps (laughs) you know doesn't it yeah doesn't it like that's a team is so undervalued in in the way that we work in society right like that's for me personally that's all i really want i just i'm super 
this is the way that I would I, I operate. I think I would just need a council of wizards as my team. <laughs> right? Like that's what nope. I would need. Right? Like I'm I need to be super duper independent. Mm-hmm. But um need to know that if I need anything, that they're there. And if they need anything, I'm there. Yep. Yep. I right. mean, you know, you, you look at really anything in life, any, you know, successful person or business, you know, there's always a huge team of people behind them, you know, or even just a small team. But there's always someone else there to kind of help you along and really, you know, yeah. figure out what needs to get done. I, I agree. And those like, it, to me, dude, it comes down to like the concept of flow. Yep. <clears throat> and as long as everything is flowing, we're good. Yep. The moment that there's right. And, and that doesn't necessarily like, I think people need to understand the difference between being stuck and going through rapids, yes, right? Exactly. Rapids happen in life. Rapids are going to happen. You're going to have shitty days. You're going to have really rough days. You're going to have tough days. Yep. It's going to happen no matter what. That doesn't mean that you're stuck. It just means that you're going through rapids. Yep, exactly. You're, you're still flowing forward. It's just a lot faster, a lot harder. It's bumpy. It's not fun. It's annoying. It's whatever the <laughs> fuck you want it to be. But it's still moving you forward and be positive about that. Yep. Yep. And, right? Like it's not a... Life can be really hard, right? Life can be and sometimes... Impossible. Near impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like you can't... Like there are days where you just don't want to get out of bed and you think the entire... And here's the thing. You may think the entire world is against you and what you're missing is that maybe, maybe a small percent, and I'm going to add like 10 zeros to the decimal point of the amount of people that are like really upset with you on the planet. Yeah. And compared to everybody else who, guess what, doesn't even know you exist and doesn't give a shit about you. (laughs) Yeah. How beautiful is that? That you can just walk around going, I'm not anyone's fucking problem. And then just worry about yourself and fix you. Yep, exactly. And it's I feel, so much easier. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that, you know. No. They're always looking for some gratification or some, you know, you know, this, this, and that to really kind of <clears throat> give them that boost. And they're not taking care of themselves. And they're not, yes. you know, looking it's, seriously at that, you know. So it, it, they've, been, they've been brought up believing that external means is the value of what it means to actually be happy and have joy and all of those things. Yep. Right. There's no joy in a toy. The joy comes from how you feel about that. Yep. Right. Like you could give, you could give a hundred kids the same toy and you're going to get a hundred different results. Yep. Exactly. So is it the toy or is it the person? Right. It's, it's, it's always going to be the individual human being and how they feel about the situation. And the thing is, is that guess what? You feel your emotions different than me. Yep. So it's really down 100% to learning that individual person. That I think is what I do. Yeah. Right. And, I you know, study. It's, it's tough for some people because they're just stuck in this loop, you know, <clears throat> this endless cycle that they've just kind of trapped themselves in and, you know, yep. for, for some people, they might never get out of that. And that's, you know, it, it's crazy. Well, okay. Let's do, um, 
I like to use imagination and just explore things that are like crazy, but make sense. Yeah. Right. So you talk about loops, right? And you talk about people going through loops and, and all of that. Yep. And you work in an industry of loops. <laughs> yeah. As ironic right? as it is. Yeah. Right. But, but, but it's not, it's, it's now, now think about it going all the way back to what we exist within, which is called a universe, which is really called what one verse which, if you think about it, if it's one verse that continues on forever, what is that? Yep, that's a giant loop. It's <laughs> a giant loop. Yep. And inside of those loops are loops within loops within loops within loops within loops. Yep. Our entire existence is loops. And if you learn, like, that's why. Have you seen the movie The Matrix? I have. I actually watched okay. it uh, not too long ago. <laughs> Fantastic. So it's fresh. Yep. You know when Morpheus says to Neo, and this is a line that I, I think everybody misses, the point on there are rules that can be bent and there's rules that can be broken yep. what he's talking about are loops within the system and you need to learn which ones you can bend a little bit but don't break because you don't want to alarm security <laughs> and there's ones that you can break open up extend grow add more stuff into it and then combine it back into a loop yep we don't function properly you have to loop you just need to have your loops as good as possible. Yeah. Right? Think about mastery. Think about the concept of mastery and, like, how, we, um, how, how it's done. Do you know what mastery is? Doing things as simple as possible, as proficient as possible, so that, like, or, sorry, complex things as simple as possible, so that they just become automatic and you just do them. Imagine yep. doing things that nobody else can do without actually having to think about it. Yeah. You know, which is also that, insane <laughs> in itself, you know. It is, right? Mastery is, is something that is, I think, difficult to do until you actually master your first thing. Yep. Exactly. Right? But, but once you get that, you understand just how simple mastery is, which means you get rid of all the bullshit. Like, Imagine how simple relationships would be if you were just excited to talk to the person that messaged you. Yeah. Right? But yep. what stops you from doing that? All of the bullshit that gets in between of what you've made up in between, in that space between when you last talked to them and when you talk to them next. Yeah, exactly. Right? Instead of, you know, like what I do now is like when we get off, I'm going to... the. Unless we talk again, I probably won't think about you until we talk again. I can see that. Right? But that's not in a rude way. That's in I'm getting to work. I'm working on all of the shit that when we connect again, I'm yeah. further ahead so that we can move further ahead. Exactly. If I focus on, if I, if I put my time that I can be doing stuff in thinking, worrying, wondering all of those things i'm no good for anybody and yeah. I, I think that's the same for like all of us yeah. right we just it's it's a really good point because you know it's it really just comes back to a lot of people just don't understand that you know mm -hmm. and um 100 percent. yeah well i mean how uh how how deep do you let yourself go <laughs> used to be Pretty deep, you know, but I've you, you reined it in a little bit. Yeah, but I've had, I've, I mean, you know, I've had to because just 
responsibilities of the reality that I'm creating is uh, right. You know, doesn't okay. favor that much. If you didn't have to worry about this, we could go into like the deepest devotions that you wanted to just on this show, right? Let loose, yeah. right? Just let go, and then and then the moment that this episode ends, go back to the shallow side, right? Yeah. I get I get what you're doing, right? Like I completely understand that. And the other thing is, is that in order for us to fit into society, we have to. Yep. Unfortunately. Think about how many people, well, think about it, though. Think about the, the actual, like, visualize it. How many people are in the water and how many people are sitting on the beach? Yep. If you want to communicate, con- connect, talk to people and whatnot, you can't be in the water. You can't be deep, 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 deep out. There's nobody swimming where the boats are. Yep, exactly. Right? So, you know, I get it. But there's always, you know, like, sometimes we just got to do shit for us. That's why I started this show. I like connecting with people that want to go like as deep as fucking possible because I think it's just going deep into your imagination. Yeah. And I think you know, imagination. I, know, I, was, I was really Sorry, surprised go. when you first uh, told me about your podcast and you know, <clears throat> wanted me to come on. I checked out a couple episodes. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but mm-hmm. it was really refreshing to see that somebody is willing to kind of take that leap, you know, because you don't see that often enough. You know, I agree. You know what the beauty of this is? So the, the, everything that I do, I don't own. I, I rent it, I lease it, or whatever it is from the planet, because that's where it comes from, yep. right? So let's say that you like the idea and concept of Waves. Just shoot me a message and say, hey, can you send me the logo? I'm going to do some episodes, and that's about it. Yeah. Right? Why not, dude? Yep. All I give a fuck about is that it's being used properly, which means, do you, know what, do you know why I call it waves? Why? I get so high, like my short-term memory, because I don't really give a fuck about anything else except for what I'm doing at the time, <laughs> right? It's shitty. Yep. So what happens during our episodes is I'll in- do like this big UFC introduction of a concept, and then I'll forget the concept. <laughs> yeah and we'll have to jump onto another topic so isn't that like crashing yeah and then going to a different wave yep and I eventually that, that other wave will come back right so and that's what happens is we just jump from topic to topic because i i didn't want us to like i hated all of the pause going oh where was this where was this what what did we were just talking about blah 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 so yeah. whenever we crash we're just like fuck it we did it <laughs> Let's go on to the next one, right? Yeah, it's got to yeah. be just as simple and easy as possible. There's too much stress in the world, dude. Like, fuck, man. There's just people are people can't deal with the simplest things. Yep. And when we get to that spot in life, it's scary to just be around. Oh so, yeah. You so know. why not for two hours just relax for a bit, or even an hour, however long you have, just relax for a bit and know that you can have a good conversation. Yeah. Right. doesn't matter where it goes. None of this. Like it literally, we could talk about anything that you want. We can talk about anything I want. I want to get into um, what you do and also um, how I like after you let me know exactly what you do, how I think I can possibly fit within that and like what we can do. Because that's kind of how I do. Like, for example, I have this kid that wants to get into clothing. Right. Right. So me and him, he's going to do his stuff and whatnot. But when me and him combine, we're going to start a comp- our own company. And we're going nice. to create clothes out of that company. That's a combination of like my ideas and his together. 
Yeah, man. Right. You know, and, and networking like that is great because, you know, everyone wants to create and everyone wants to get their product out. And, you know, like, like we said before is teams are important, you know, team members of mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, you know, so to really come together with other creators and visionaries and, you know, all these different kinds of people is, is great. Cause you end up creating some really crazy and most of the time awesome things out of that, you know? You know what also happens? You bring something into the world that was never going to happen. Yep. Yep. Right. Never. 100%. Right. So like me and this, um, I know it's, it's crazy, dude. I grew up with single, like single moms, basically. Like my mom was a single mom for like most of the time, even though I had stepdads still yep. like main provider, looked after everything, all of that shit, single mom. Right. My sister was similar. Right. Single mom. Um, I have friends like I have on Twitter, I would be able to start a small school with the amount of single moms that I know with kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so one of the things that I want to do with this uh, kid who wants to do clothing is figure out what the very best like fabric and, and everything is for kids that are like what, whatever's the best for them right. and find a way to make the most affordable clothing for our network. Nice. Right? Yeah. Right? I want to be able to provide for our network first. So, like, let's say you're paying $40 for a t-shirt. If you can pay 20 and it just comes through us, I would much rather that. Oh, yeah. Right? You it's know. not, right? It's, it, they need to, like, I want our tribe to be able to um, have as much advantage moving forward as possible. Yep. That's and about you know, it. That's, it's a great way of thinking because you know, uh, a lot of that is just kind of lost these days. You know, mm-hmm. it's always, how can I get the shittiest thing and sell it for, you know, X amount of dollars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what what's, been, the, what's mine, right? Exactly. You know, and that's, what's been turning the country for decades, centuries now, even, you know, and it's, it's, it's gotten to a point where it's getting out of hand. You know what I mean? I think so, too. And you know what's crazy? People blame this concept of capitalism. And, and I don't think it's capitalism. It's us not understanding how the human... And this is going to go back to a wave that we served earlier. It comes back to loops. Yep. Right? I am almost semi-retired. Or I, I am semi-retired. I'm almost fully retired. Like, I'm almost able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Right. Right? That's what I wanted. Like when I was um, in seventh grade, my teacher had us do this art project where we had to draw out what we wanted to do when we grew up. And I was a really tall kid. I was like 5'5 five, five in grade seven. Damn. I know, right? I'm six. <laughs> dude, dude, get this. Six foot tall. That's it. That's all I got to, man. I peaked in elementary school. Wow. Yeah. I know, huh? That would be like probably if I were a rapper or anything, that would be the first, um, that would be my um, freshman album. <laughs> I peaked in elementary school would yeah. probably be the title <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I grew up listening to gang, like Dr. Dre, The Chronic yep. was the second album I ever fucking bought. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Dre. It's a classic band. Right. And I, <laughs> I bought it. I bought it the day it came out. Nice. Yeah. Right. Like I may not I'm I'm I I may not come across as someone that listened to like or listens to hip hop because of the way that I look and 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 whatnot. But right. I fucking hip hop was my mask 
of like what I could listen to with my friends because I, I actually liked it. Dude, to date, don't know any of the lyrics to most songs. Yeah. Like I just tuned all of that shit out and I just list, I What I did was um, vibe, like I created a bond with how the music made me feel. Yep. That's, yep. that's, that's how it works. If, if a song makes me feel good, I'll listen to it. If a song, and, and the thing is, it could have the most hatred of words in it. Like the most vile song ever. Yep. But if it feels good, I can listen to it. Yep. Because I don't hear words. Most, like, in, in this situation, I definitely hear you because we're in a conversation. I need to be listening. I need to be responding. We need to do this in order for us to succeed. Right. Right? I need to be involved. But when I don't need to be involved in shit, dude, I check the fuck out far. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the really mm-hmm. unique thing about music is that it's a universal language, you know. So no matter what the lyricist is saying, you know, or what accent or language they're speaking in, you know, mm-hmm. the music behind that is all connected, you know. And we can all understand that perfectly, you know. 100%, dude. Hey, I have a question for you. Since you are in the industry, you work with sound pretty much all the time when you're working then or yep. like it right um i have this idea for um i and i really do think it will shift how music is done but using the human voice and mapping like creating software that maps the human voice in color hmm. right and then okay. using that to create beats and music that's really interesting because um I don't know if you see any like those uh, those TED Talk things that they do. I've heard of them. Yeah, there's this one guy who created um, this like software. So he would like look at colors and then because uh, he's trying to like, you know, combine machine and, you know, the human brain. Of course. So every yeah. time he'd look at a color, it would give him a different tone. So I think what you're talking about is pretty close to that, man. And I think it would be a really interesting idea because the way we make music now is just based off, you know, harmonic frequencies, you know, 440, whatever. So I think creating a new way to make music would be revolutionary because right now everything's been done, you know, every chord progression, every note has been played, every style has been Mm -hmm. explored, you know? So I think it's well, not necessarily important, but I think it is. I think it is like, um, I think it's always like, even though I'd like to have one universal digital device that everyone has and everyone can use, I think it's important to have an option out there for people to have a secondary device for their leisure and joy, right? Yeah. So like if we all had iPhones, then everyone would be functioning on iMessage and we wouldn't have to worry about text messaging. But if you liked Android, right? Like let's say everyone got an, I- an iPhone for free. Yeah. Right? And that was just standard of living was you have a standard smart device that everyone fucking has. Yep. Life would be way easier. Yeah. Right. Nope, no, no but, 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 but not denied a second one. So you can always go out and get a second one if you want to. And they're all on the market and they're all funky and they're all fancy. Like there's Super Nintendo, there's Sega Genesis, there's PlayStation. You have <laughs> your choice. Yep. Right. I think that's important. So like in music, I think there's gotta be different ways to create with like, 
create sound. That's what we're talking about, right? Yep. Yep. Right. Is creating and harmonizing and matching sound. That's yep. what this system would do. So, like, imagine this. Who's your favorite singer at the moment? Or a, who's the first one that comes to mind that pops up? Who has a great Man, voice? Fam- favorite singer probably right now would honestly go to Childish Gambino, as crazy as that sounds. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> now, imagine, you know? imagine mapping his entire voice of not, not words, sounds. Like yep. him saying, like, uh, like, all of those things. And then um, mapping it to a violin, a yeah. digital violin that you can play. It would, it would be, it'd be really interesting because music would sound really different, you know, and it would be it would. A, a new experience. It would sound, it would really cool. I bet it would sound super shitty at the beginning. <laughs> like, just awful. And yeah. everyone would just been like, nah, that's fucking stupid. But guess what else was super shitty at the beginning? And no one knew. No one fucking knew that it was super shitty because most people only got it in 97, but it came in 92. The internet was a piece of shit in 1992. <laughs> Complete fucking garbage. Can you live without it today? Hell no. So, yes, let's let it yeah. be shitty. Let's let us experiment. Let's let us get the nuts and bolts out of it as cheap as fucking possible. Yep. Because in five fucking years, it can be the way everything is done. Yeah, and it'd be great. You know, because we can shift the harmonic frequency that we play in and there are instruments that have done that um it's just mm-hmm. hard for people to really accept that you know it, well they don't know it's exactly. it's the whole um apple line that steve jobs said to he, he basically like his quote that i love is um people don't really know what they want until you show them exactly right yeah. like you have to be able to show them and you know what would be dope about the music thing though like, think about every single person's voice being mapped to color. You'd yep. be able to take those voices. You'd be able to take, like, let's say that you, you took everything from A to G because you could map those out. to. Like, you'd be able to um, trans, like, translate them over, in mm-hmm. a sense. Like, you could look at, okay, purple, deep purple is, like, the deepest G. Yeah. Right? If you think about it that way, right? And, like, the lightest, um, the lightest red is probably the highest in, in, in the fucking notes as well, right? right. So, like, um, you'd be able to map everybody out, put them, layer them all on top of each other, and hear what that sounds like. That would be intense. <laughs> Wouldn't it? But then you'd be able yeah. to chop out pieces, right? But it'd already be, like, what we're looking for is, like, almost instant harmony. Yeah. Right? And then you'd be able to... Here's the, here's the fun part, though, dude. That's their voice normal. Right. Then you'd be able to take it into, a digital, like, into the digital arena and see what else you could do with it. Yeah. You know, and we, there is a lot of that that gets done, just not as deep as what you're saying, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we can sample I'm fucking anything at this point. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, but doing it in that way would be really interesting. I'd love to see painting music would be interesting. Oh, my God. Right. You know, to map every tone to a color and then have, you know, the Picasso of this generation kind of paint something interesting and see, you know, what that would kind of sound like would be. Dude, you know, what would be just as intense Hmm. would be dope to see you would have the artist like someone 
with headphones in listening to that music right. and you would have a computer system mapped towards drawing as well with that based on like curves and like how the music feels and see what it comes up with that'd be cool that'd mm-hmm. be really cool i'd be surprised there isn't something that does that <laughs> well <laughs> that's the, but but you know what's awesome about that i bet you there is and all you have to do like all i have to do really is do two things find those people build a relationship with them yep that's all like that's all i'm finding shit is right everybody yep. here's the thing if you strip everybody away of what they have physically we're all the same oh yeah right so yeah. no one's like the the people that we worship and, and idolize are people that just do things at at really high levels or we're just fucking stupid and can't realize that these people aren't worth watching at all, period. Kim Kardashian got famous because she fucked Brandy Norwood's brother and put out a sex tape. <laughs> and, 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 and people yeah. follow her thinking that she's important. Now, here's yep. the thing. I love that because we can milk that demographic because they're already fucking pouring shit out. Now, you know what? Here's the thing. You know what the evil person in me wants to do? Hmm. Knock off shit of all the Kardashian stuff and sell it to their people. <laughs> you know how much money we could make oh yeah and like we don't do it forever we do it like flash shit like this just pops up people yep. buy it this pops up people buy it no time for people to catch on to see it it's all mystery and surprise yeah right but i would milk that fucking thing because why why do you give a shit about those people you don't here's how it comes down to me do you know why i don't care about famous people why not one of them are going to help me move Period. Period. None of them are going to go, oh my God, Mike needs someone to help him move. I'm catching a flight right away and getting there. None of them. So what the fuck? I'm not going to like love these people for that. Why? Because they make great music. I'm an amazing fucking storyteller. No one gives a shit about that. Right. 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 It's just because I don't put my shit out there because I don't, in a sense, in my opinion, sell my soul for like attention. (laughs) <laughs> yeah which is what it is and you know people are really drawn to that because again you know back back to loops you know their whole day's a loop they wake up they go to work on this long shift get paid shit money you know <laughs> and on the times that they do get to kind of you know come back to their senses uh you know they're force fed all this garbage you know and it kind of gives them a an escape that they're never really going to have, you know, and they kind of cling on to that. And it's, you know, but don't you think that's part of the loop too? that escape? Like that's, yeah. that's, that's like, think of, um, think of a loop of doing drugs, you know, that release is in there and that's what that escape is for them. Yeah. Right. They're okay. They're somehow okay with the way that they live. Yeah. Right. Because they're just caught in that loop. If they knew, if they could break that loop and let, like, here's, here's another way to look at it, right? That loop um, eventually will keep you in darkness if you don't break it and let light in. Yep, exactly. So that's what's happening. And, and the, more that, um, the more that you loop, the... Um, here's a... Um, what were your favorite video games? Oh, man. Uh, just, or, just about anything, really. <laughs> did you ever... Did you... Okay. Did you ever play any game where you had to, where you gained experience? Right. 
right? And at the beginning, you gained a lot because you had no experience and it just felt like, like 24 experience felt like a lot. Yeah. Right? But then when you're level 65 and like you're still like 6,290 fucking experience away from the next level and you get <laughs> like you have to go do this menial task where you're only getting like three or four XP a fucking yep. fight, right? That's life. If you yeah. continue to do the same loop, at the beginning, it's going to, you're going to incur a ton of level building. Yep. But at some point, doing the same thing over and over again is going to take you an entire lifetime to level up. Yeah. I think that's a really good analogy for that. I didn't think about that. Appreciate it. I, uh, I did like a recording three years ago about how I think life is like one giant role-playing game. <laughs> and that's basically because to me it is man like yeah. you want to you want to you could right now today go do something completely different yep all you have to do is make that decision to go and do that and follow the fuck through yep that's it everything you don't you, you the thing that people don't really understand is you're only you by the actions that you take. The moment that you start taking those other actions, you become that other person. You don't have to stay who you are. You can completely reinvent, re-involve yourself all the time. Yep. We just, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you were right, like cutting we, out for a second. Oh, did you hear what I said though? Anything? Yeah, a little, little bit. I was catching the end of that. So if you just want to back it up a little bit, but. Um, well, it's basically, it was coming down to, uh, coming back to like loops. Right. Right. And like, if we don't see the loop that we're in, how are we ever going to get out? Exactly. Right. So self, like one of, uh, I don't know if you, I, how did we meet? Like, how did you find me through? Like what, what chains were connected? Um, that's a good question. I was, just was it created, through a reply uh, or was it through like something that it was just like a random thing that I like a retweet from somebody? Yeah, I think it was just a retweet. I saw a comment on something and it was, I don't know, it just kind of. It clicked, right? Yeah. And then, okay. It's always, it's always interesting uh, to, to, um, to get to like, to know the genesis of like how people find me. Nope. Right. I, it's, I mean, I, I, I would think that other people would think the same way. Like. That's really cool. Like, that's what I get enjoyment out of, right? Those are the small things that, like, are, like, 100% to me. Yeah. I'd, I'd, dude, I would much rather create and get to know you through creation than us going on a vacation together. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 that would, you know what I mean? Like, those are the things that I look forward to. It's the personal interconnected stuff that we get to do together, right? Yeah. So, like, to me this is going like away from like the loops thing, but like to me, that's what's, that's the value that I want out of life. And that's what I've been working towards and striving to. Um, and that's why like, I make massive sacrifices. I used to, um, when I was 19 years old, I was making, um, every three days. Cause that's all I was basically getting work. Every three days I was making a thousand dollars. Right. Um, cleared. Nice. Um, legal tender money. 
shit. I need that kind of job. <laughs> right. I was working in special effects because that's what I wanted to do when I was 13 years old after going to Disney World, seeing uh, MGM Studios and seeing all of their special effects. And I was like, that's what I'm doing when I grow up. Yep. At 18, I applied in the union, met a whole bunch of people, got good with them. They invited me in, was working in there, and I was making $1,000 a day, hating every fucking moment of it because it's not <laughs> what I wanted to do. Yep. I saw... The last day that I ever really, really, really worked in effects was in on an island shoot that we were doing. And I was miserable as fuck for no reason, just hating life. And because um, like all I was doing was carrying shit around and waiting. And it was so fucking boring. <laughs> and I saw this um, I saw this dude that was just sitting in his chair looking through like the script all the time and the actors would come up and talk to him. The director would talk to them. Other people would. And the guy was just having a great time. And I found out that that motherfucker was the writer. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is, is that dude, I have been since the day I was able to first print been telling stories. All I ever wanted to be was a writer. I was just afraid to do it because I, was always afraid to share with other people what I really liked. Yeah. Right. I, I have some, and like, I think, I think it's a, it's like that for a lot of people, you know, I think so too. We hide what's very precious to us because we're afraid of having that taken away. Yep. Right. Because we lose. And this is something that I was going to wanted to talk about too, was um, we don't properly know how to share as a society we really don't like we but we don't learn to as kids because here's do you want to know what i think is the most proper way to share Hmm. i want you to go like if you were to go home tonight and subdivide your house into three three place three things yours what you can share and what you can give away you'll live a happier life never ever ever share what you don't want to share period you don't have to because everybody else has a collection of no shares that nobody else gets to fucking touch but them. We all have that in common. We should, right? right? And then there's the stuff that's common that we can share that you don't mind other people touching, having, feeling. If it gets broken, who gives a fuck? Hopefully they replace it, right? And yeah, then there's hopefully. this shit that, right? <laughs> and then there's this shit that you give away, right? That you don't give a fuck if it breaks or whatever it is because it's there for the time that it's there and it's go when it's going. Right. Don't you think that would help us be able to share better with people? Yeah, definitely. You'd be more comfortable. You've just been like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This is what's available for share. None of this shit, though. This (laughs) is mine, motherfucker. And you should be able to have yours. Yeah. Right. That's what I think when we are kids get stripped away from us because we don't believe that we're allowed to have ours. Right. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Baba, little Timmy's upset because Johnny won't share his toy with him. Well, fuck little Timmy. Little Timmy's <laughs> got to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Hard knocks. You know what happened in Baghdad yesterday? Some kid's house got blown up. Little Timmy's crying about a fucking toy. Yep. No, no, no. Kids got to grow the fuck up. I'm sorry. That's Johnny's favorite toy. What needs to happen, though, is Johnny needs to put that fucking toy away. Yep. Right. It's, yeah. And pull out a toy that they can both play together. Or one, if he doesn't trust little Timmy, because little Timmy maybe fucking destroys everything. (laughs) Right? A toy that you can give away. Right. Right? And then at the end of the day, you're not upset. And little Timmy's absolutely fine, because he has an assortment of giveaways to 
to pick from that he wants to play with. Yep. Right? But just don't bring the shit out. Like, don't bring your Lamborghini out and drive it around in front of everybody, but not let them, not let somebody get in the passenger seat. Yeah. Right? You don't have to let them drive it. I wouldn't let anybody fucking drive it. <laughs> right? But don't be that person that has that empty passenger seat, a crowd of people that want to have a ride and just be driving around in front of them. Yeah. Keep that to yourself. Keep that to the days that no one's around or wake up at five in the fucking morning, sneak out with your Lambo, go somewhere else where no one knows who the fuck you are and just drive around. Yeah. Right. We, we just need to properly learn how to function. <laughs> Is that a proper way to say it? Like, you know what I mean though? Like, yeah. Dude, you know, and that's, go... that's, that's, that's yeah, again, go. you know, is that uh, a lot of things have just been programmed into us, you know, mm-hmm. from birth, whether it's, you know, X, Y, or Z, we can't, well, at least a lot of people don't want to get out of that, you know, because they don't like the change. Yeah. They don't like when things start being different and, you know, you have to accept when things need to change and when you need to just kind of go with the flow of things and not, you know, hold on to bullshit traditions, mm-hmm. I guess would be the word for it. But well, can we, can we talk about that for a second too? Yeah. Right. Okay. So you talked on letting stuff go. And yep. we talked about, you talked about traditions, right? Yep. Okay. So both of those are important. So why is it so hard for us to let stuff go? Cause that's, you know, all we really know. But, you know. but the thing is, is that think about all of the stuff that you've already let go of. Yeah. What did, what did we say 20 minutes ago? But, you know, when you let things go that are much closer so, to you. Whether... That's right. Emotions. Yeah, exactly. Right. You have an emotion. What happens is we build an emotional attachment to it. We then also build an identity of who we are that matches with that emotion. Yep. So whenever um, that happens, we then, that identity wants to fucking come through. And if it's more powerful than we are, then we can over, like, then, then our ability to override it, it will fucking come through. Yeah. Right? So what we're really discussing is the fact that, one, we know jack shit about emotion. <laughs> right? And, and, and that's okay because in order to go on a road trip, you need two things. You need to know your destination, but you also need to know where you're starting. Yep. So we don't know anything about emotion. Fantastic. Let's learn. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's explore. Which, which would be great if people were, you know, willing to explore that and willing to learn and, you know. Well, and we, then, like, but, but, but what I guess what I'm saying is this is that five-year gap between 92 and 97 yeah it's messy yep but like emotion all all emotion really is is energy in motion yep it wants to be expressed right it in in and of itself is a loop right if you think about how you feel in different situations don't you feel better when it loops sometimes right yeah when the whole cycle goes through, right? That's what our emotions is, is it goes through a fucking cycle and goes to another thing, right? Like the best, the, the, the best way for the a human body to operate is to operate between the emotions of joy and sadness. Right. Be absolutely grateful 
for the event that you're in at the moment. And when it is over, jump right into sadness, grieve because it is loss and move the fuck on. Yeah. Right. And you have to do that immediately. The more that you let that go, the more you'll dwell, the more that that builds, it's going to cast a shadow. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's where we get lost. And the other thing is, is that we get lost because not only does that cast a shadow, but everything that builds on top of it casts a shadow as well. Yep. You know, and I I think I've experienced that firsthand, you know, because I, again, in a society where you grow up, where you can't express certain things, you Mm -hmm. know, and you just kind of hold on to that. And it really builds this just ball of of weight you know that you just kind of got to lug around it just keeps getting heavier because you're not taught to properly express yourself and to you know share and to see things into you know all that stuff so it's it's definitely an issue that a lot of people have trouble with and something that i've recently just been able to kind of get over and you know overcome on that end Mm mm-hmm you know what's one of the best feelings anybody can have? Hmm. When their past didn't matter. Yeah. Like it legitimately is when it just doesn't affect you and bother you. Right? Yeah. And you just go. It's so good. Because like we all have um, shitty moments in our past. We all build up. Like this is the way I see it. Um, there's two parts to, to um, what happens to us. There's the event and there's the story that we make up about it. The event is the physical thing that happened. So let's say that you got into a car accident. Right. Right. Um, or, or something else. I don't, it doesn't really matter. But like it, it triggered an emotional reaction. Yep. In that emotional reaction, you're going to tell yourself something to get through it. That's not the truth. It's just what you tell yourself to get through it. The truth is, and the only thing that happened is you got in a fucking car accident. Everything that you made up about it is what is going to be created to be like a protection program as you move through life. Because in a lot of the times where we don't have other people around to sort of be like, oh, fuck, I can suck this up and just move forward. Right. It's just us and we need to depend on us. We struggle to, to actually comprehend what to do. Yeah. And the only way that we can get through it is to tell ourselves not necessarily lies, but not necessarily truths. Yeah. Right. And And I think that really just comes back to just a natural, you know, response that just humans have in general, you know, is to kind of create that shell. You know, well, well, it's and that's, you know, it's a really good way to look at it. Right. Because we are kind of that way. Like we do have these. Um sort of shells outside of ourselves. Like, here's how I look at um, when, as, when I started to go through, like, my shit, my trauma, all of that stuff, and really just unfold it, lay it out there, really examine it as just is. Yep. What I found was, oh, fuck. See, this is what happened. I did the UFC intro, and I don't know if the fucking guy's going to come out to fucking fight anymore because I don't know what we were talking about. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what were you I got too excited what were we just saying no you're saying you know how we have this kind of shell and oh you know, unfurling it and right okay any bills yeah 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 yeah. um <laughs> armor we right. create armor we don't know that we do but we create armor and when when to, to protect us in day-to-day activity 
think about like when when you walk out of the house to when you walk into your house. Right. Do you feel any different? No. At not all? necessarily. That's good, right? Because then your armor is like a, a little bit more fluid. But there's a, some people will put on an extra layer of just like toughness or sternness or this or that because that's what they have to do to make it through the day. Yeah. When they get home, they can take off that armor like taking off a coat and walk upstairs and be com- like not completely different, but a different version of themselves. Yeah. Right. I, I 100% agree with that. Yep. Right. So once you kind of understand that, um, that, that you have armor, right, you can then start to use that armor either for like you, you either realize that it works for you or against you. And if you're not consistently like imagine going back to the role play game example, imagine if you never had to buy armor again, you only bought upgrades to it. Yeah. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about upgrading our armor um, when you know how to do it. And, and what I did as a kid was, so, so my history is that, and in one way it was super shitty, in another way it was a blessing because it's allowed me to really know how to connect with people and let them go fast. Right. I, um, from the age of three, I'm very, um, I can be very magnetic if I want to be. Right. So I can draw a lot of people in. And when my energy is actually like really good and humble, people love me. Right. When it's when it's like more on the side of like being proud, I'm shining too brightly. Right. But see, here's the thing. People don't think that they're equal to Kanye West. And that's why they let him do that. People think because I make myself equal to them that I have to be dim. Nope. Nope. Right. And when your light shines way too bright. Right. Like I once said to a kid on Twitter that I'm the LeBron James of storytelling. I just don't promote <laughs> my work. But you know what, dude? I am. Yeah. Dude, right now I'm working on three different worlds, not shows, worlds. We're talking every single piece of like every I'm doing one world about um, cartoon food that deal with cartoon food problems. <laughs> right. The first now within that. So like if you think about it, there's going to be like us. Right. You right. are the hero, hero of your own story. We could, if we really wanted to, set up a documentary around you, yeah. right? Follow you around. And then as you meet people, as you greet people, all of those people, then if people, if the viewing audience liked them, we could do shows about them too. Yeah. Right. And so that's the idea. So Food Town is the, the blanket world. And then Breakfast Shift is a buddy cop show about a pancake and a waffle that solve crime on the breakfast shift. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I also am in works with another creator and we're designing a Degrassi High type high school show. <laughs> right. Yep. Where there's like one long running storyline. But you can also like what I'm thinking the design wise, um, it'll either uh, I want to do it like Netflix in a way like I would steal their like their layout and whatnot because they run it really well oh, right yeah. and and it would just be like you'd you'd click on but you go to um like food food high food town high or whatever it is and that's the that's the big um that's that's where all the shows for food town high that's the container you click right. on that you go into there and all of the students that you can watch shows of are there which means you can run the running storyline and it'll give you the 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 date of the school day to day right Right. But you'd be able to go into every single character that is, quote unquote, important and get their side of everything, too. 
that'd be really cool. I think so too. Right. That, and, that kind of reminds me of, uh, I believe it was that show, uh, 13 reasons why Yeah, it was just, just that with the girl who committed suicide yep. and yep. 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 Yeah. No, it, yep. it's, it's similar. It's similar to that. That's still like kind of like her story now, but imagine if all 13 of those episodes were different shows. Yep. And you, it, it, what those shows were, they led up to their involvement with her. Yep. Right. That, so they, that would have been even better. <laughs> I think, so, I think so too. What you know? happens is, so the issue that we have today, which is what I'm working on correcting is um, I want to run a music or a, a studio, which would comprise of not live action. I don't want to do that. I only want to do animation and music and which art and all of those live, things. Live action is dying out anyway. I you know. think so. And, I mean, and, every, every movie is, you know, 90% CGI and then you have one regular exactly. actor in there. Exactly. You know. right. But I'm even talking like cutting out CGI and just going straight up like animation. That would be, that'd be a nice change. It would you be. Know. I only you don't see do... a lot of that anymore. No, is... just, a, just a classic um, from Disney all the way up to like anime, yep. animation studio that also that, that, and this is the best part, dude. This is what I like the most about this idea is that it's backbone and foundation is a school for the imagination. Yeah. Like it's an art school that's based. So um, you would come and you would take like your four year class and you would learn um, everything that's going on. And like what it basically will be is um, our, um, oh shit, I forgot what that is. Minor leagues. That's what I would treat it as. For, right. for like there's Wonder Tree Studios and then there's um, Wonder Tree Academy, like Art Academy. Nice. Right? Yeah. And the art academy, you'd go there and um, one, one of the courses would be writing fan fiction for one of the shows. Right. right? It, but, but it's screenwriting. Hmm. You're learning screenwriting through doing fan fiction. And then it goes up on our site for fan fiction. And if people like it, we go to that person. We're just like, people love your stuff. Why don't you... Um, continue with this and every you know like every other week we'll take you into the studio and we'll start producing little bits of it nice yeah right that's what i want to do like i want it to be i want in-house scouting yeah which is really the way it should be done anyway yeah you know it's just it's I, tough well it's only tough based on the model that we go by right now which is that money is the currency that we live off of yep Right. It's oxygen. If you change the source of oxygen. Right. To a better way of breathing, you don't have to worry about money anymore. Yeah. Right. So what I want to do and I have the capacity and capability of doing it and I'm going to do it from multiple different um, areas like farming, cannabis. um, Forget what the other ones are. Clothing. I want to have land. And I know people that have the cash to be able to get the land. And then on that land will be all of the buildings that we live in. And, and it'll sound like a compound or a commune or whatever it is, but it'll be no different than a university campus. Right. It's just, like, think about it this way. And this is the, the, the end goal. The end goal for me would be to have a Division one, two, or 3 university that we live in. Yeah. Think about it, though, dude. A, a Division three school could probably house up to 1,000 people. Not easily, if not. If not more, right? So as long as 
everything functions. As long as we can keep that thing functioning properly, we can house people that are there for free. And like, think about that. If you got to live for free and all of your expenses were paid for and not just that, but we brought in people that wanted to be chefs and they went to school. Like, dude, chefs that really get into like wanting to cook and and all of that, what I want to do with them is to have a fund set up so that they tag along with other people that are traveling the world and they go off and they learn how to cook in different la- like uh, food languages. Yeah. And then they come back and integrate that here. That'd be really cool. It's ambitious. Oh, it's highly sure. ambitious, but you it's know. just, it's based on an understanding of how it's done. Yeah. Right. If you're going to send a team of five people somewhere anyway, right. You might as well have them doing functional stuff. Yeah, they're going to go anyways. Right. And so like you just it's, it's all about networking and connections, dude. I my um, I would say that 80 percent of everything that I have to live on is done through trade. Yeah. Right. I one of, one of the ideas like uh, it, I, I want to trade. Um, I'm, I'm building up a proposal. Do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Uh, I do not. OK. He is, um, he's not a celebrity and he, in my opinion, isn't really like an internet influencer. He's a business person that just gives out free information constantly and just wants everybody to be happy and and positive. Okay. Right. Okay. So he's just like a really, really like, he seems like the genuine article. I met him in January and, um, uh, one of the things that I like to like, test out is my ability to like help people not necessarily manifest but to like give them a boost in like their goals so like what what I did when I shook his hand was just like I I just imagined everything that he wanted doubling yeah and his shit since January has taken off nice so what I want to do is see if that's legit and I'm building a proposal that I'll trade a year of my time as long as I get to do what I want. So like a year of my time and I'll go into his company and I will help unlock as many people's imaginations as possible and get them connected back in. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I will increase whatever his productivity tenfold, if not more. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I think so too. And the thing is, is that I can do it on room and board and per diem. I will probably be the cheapest employee he has and I'll be the one and, and, and I'll be the person that increases his productivity the most. Right. Right. As long as I get to do what I need to do, no rules, no structure. Just let me be me. I give, I care about people a ton until there's rules placed on me. Yeah. If I'm forced to care about someone in a way that I don't want to care about them, holy shit. Well, I want to get that person out of my life as fast as possible. <laughs> do you like feeling uncomfortable um like there's times there's 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 moments where you have to feel uncomfortable but like do you like being placed in a spot by other people and um, then you're uncomfortable like without really having a say on occasion sure because i believe that it really grows who you are oh of course it builds character but like let's say that would I, i would i prefer that in my everyday life Probably not. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, so you like, know. but now let's say that like, let's say that you have to, let's say that you have to act a certain way in 
with someone just so that they're, you know, like you have to behave a certain way and protocol. I can't do that. In order for me to be me, I need to be as free as possible and move. Yeah. Right. Also why I can't work in retail anymore. (laughs) uh, Right. Yeah. I don't know how people do it, man. I, I, I I literally, I literally would not be able to work returns. No, it's, it's something else, especially people who have been doing it for like 30 years and that's their whole life. Yeah. And they're like this uppity manager, you know, smiles and all that shit. And it's like, there's no way. Oh my God. How are you? And they go home and they have a bottle of wine and they soak in the bath and they read their book. And then guess what they do? They get up in the morning and they go back to their (laughs) shitty retail job. Yep, that pays God. them like eight bucks an hour. Oh, yeah. God bless them. But they get a store discount. Yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, who doesn't want 10% off, you know, fucking yeah. items that you can barely afford anyway, right? Dude, if I was smarter back in the day, like if I, if I understood what I understand now going back in the day, I would have found the retail store that had the dopest clothes. Like I would have um, did like a, a value proposition on like, what stores had the best clothes with the best discount attached or what place had the best stuff with the best discount attached. (laughs) And I would go and all I would do was buy that stuff with that discount and then offload it. My friends for half that discount. Yeah. If I would go back because they'd still be saving five to 10% and I'd be like making a little bit off of it because I put in because, because, and this is why. This is why the tax is on there because I got to work that fucking job. <laughs> I'm the, you're not going there. You're not sacrificing your time to, to get this discount. That's me. Yep. So yeah, yep. of course I want a little bit extra on that, but at least you're getting cool ass shit for cheaper. Yeah. And that'd be great if we had something in my part of town. Cause I am in the retirement capital of the fucking world. And Where are you nothing, at? I'm down in Naples, Florida, which is oh about two hours away from Miami, about three and a half from Orlando and um, yeah, Dude, there's nothing but old retired people here. I mean, everywhere. I was like legit close to you. Yeah. I do was you have like a, do you have family or I have a vacation? buddy. I have a buddy that I needed to go somewhere and heal, like just get the fuck away from everything. Right. Literally not think and just go. I left the com- my company in the hands of like my other business partner. I left, my house in the hand or the, the property that I live in, in the hands of my roommate. Like I just got the fuck out for six months. Right. Went to Georgia healed. Oh, nice. Like yeah. a motherfucker. But we went down to Miami a couple of times in West Palm beach. <laughs> yep. West Palm. I love yeah. it there, though, dude. I actually, dude, I would 100% um, what I would do at West Palm beach is I would do a destination recording studio. Nice. Yeah. Right. Pimp it the fuck out as best as possible so that it's like, I'm talking about um, probably like a room, a suite downstairs that you can just like book, book. Right. Right. Um, And then there'd be like at least one room upstairs, but there would be places to sleep. Like that's what I'm talking about. So like, let's say that you rented it for a week. Like we would Airbnb it. You could do it like a week, a month. That would be interesting. Right. And on site, though, would be the, like, 
would, would either be a producer that you would either have to live close or you would live at the house. Right. Right. And there would be the proper people that would live at this place. I personally think that a, a mansion a, like would be fucking phenomenal, but I don't know if you could squeeze out it for just one recording studio. You'd have to do like other functional shit in that mansion oh, while yeah. the recording studio is making most of the bread. Oh yeah. Right. But, but think about it that way. But right. As long as we can get that going. Right. So let's say that we found like, let's say that tribe found a way to rent a house, get a recording studio, state of the art, best shit that you possibly can. Right. And Ooh. was able to, um, cause that's the goal. Right. Right. And the goal is not to pay that price. The goal is to get in contact with the people that make it or make something like it, work with them to make the best product for us. Yeah. Right. That's the ambition. That's right. So we start with what's available, learn that, and we create what is actually going to help us succeed. 100%. That'd be a really interesting idea, though. I'd be curious to see how that would work. I think so, too. Well, it's going to take... Um, here's the way that I look at it. It'll take... It, it, it won't take the world spinning in a different direction for it all to happen, but it'll take a monumental shift in how people think. Oh, yeah. Right? But the more that we connect, I believe that we share code with each other. And if we continue to share code... So, like, I'm sharing coding with you, like my coding with you, just as we're talking, and you're right. sharing yours with me, right? Now, as you go along, you'll be able to share my coding with as many people as possible that you talk to. And I'll do the same over here. So as the more people that I connect with and the more people that you connect with, as we start connecting in person and, and over the net and whatnot, we already have each other's coding inside of us that, yep. that, that helps us build that bond faster. And the thing is, is that we don't have to like each other or love each other or anything like that. We have to understand where we fit in the fucking rainbow of existence. If you're, if you're yellow, that's cool. You don't have to hang out with the purples. But right, right, right now, like what kind of, do you have a Windows computer or do you have a, a, a Mac? I got a Mac. Always. Okay. Have you ever <laughs> used a Windows computer? Like a, uh, yeah. Do you know what def- do you know what def- do you know what defragging is? Uh, a little. Okay, so defragging a computer is basically, and this is if anybody is listening in the tech world, you're going to yell at me because this is super layman's. Um, <laughs> is basically every time that you open a file in a Windows computer, a, a bit of that goes into, and I'm talking like little, like kilobytes, go into a temporary section. Right. When you close it, they don't go back in. Right. Okay. On a Mac, they do. Right. Where you open it, temp, when you close it, it goes back in. Right. That's what Mac did. PC didn't or, or Windows didn't necessarily do that. And so every once in a while, your computer starts to like get all fucked up and your files start to get fucked up. And what you have to do is you have to defrag your computer, which means you're putting the components that are in that temp back in the right spot. And what okay. it looks like, what it looks like on the screen when it's defragging is a whole bunch of different colors scattered. And by the time that it's done, they're all organized into colors, like hmm. into different, like into blues, reds, all of that. And if you look at our society, it's the same way. Right. And it's not just skin tone, it's culture, 
It's it really when it comes down to it, dude, it's beliefs because skin tone doesn't really necessarily matter except for what you need to consume. This is what we're missing. I don't necessarily think people of a darker pigment are supposed to eat as much sugar as white people can. Right. I just I buy but sorry, biologically I don't think they can. Right? That's why you see many, many um more people of color with diabetes than you see of white people. We just process it better. Right. If that makes sense, right? It's it's but but that's only because of the area that they live in. If they lived in an area that was like take a tiger and you put it in a fucking forest and it's not going to get the nutrition that it's supposed to get. It's not meant to fucking be there. Right. And it's the same thing like with us. Right. If you think like biologically, the foods that we eat help our system move. If you're not in an area that is natural and organic to it. Right. There's a lot of stuff that we can all eat as universal. Right. But there's some, some stuff that I firmly believe different biological sets can't digest or process as well as others and vice versa. Yeah, I can see that. Right. But and, I also think that a lot of the food now is just, it's not food. It's not. It's, you're talking like genetically modified. And, and You know, genetically modified. And I mean, at this point, man, I can't even go to the grocery store and get regular juice. You oh, know, I know. Everything I get is, you know, from concentrate or some weird, you know, yeah. natural flavors, quote unquote. You know. And if and if you go the other route, the other way, um, yep. if you get actually cold pressed, organic, like certified organic, not just like organic, organic, but certified organic, cold or better, um, juice, it's right. going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, it's insane what mm-hmm. people will charge for real food and real nutrition and 100%. real this. And it's, it's criminal. It's criminal. It is. And you know what? I used to feel super, super sad about that. And then I realized that no one really gives a shit about me. <laughs> like, I know that that sounds very awful, but I really have. Like, dude, in, from 2016 and 2017... I used to go into, I used to search depression, go into it and just message every single person that was having a bad day and just make them feel a little bit better. Right. Right. To the point that they would start DMing me and asking me for help. So I I was helping a ton of people through it. And what I realized is that I started to take on way too much baggage of other people that were never, ever, 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 period, going to support me back. Yeah. And I was just... Like, imagine now, instead of it being energy that you give to that, imagine it just being money. And if you constantly give money out and you're never getting it back, you're going to run out. Oh, yeah. So now my focus is on um, equal exchange in people. Yep. Right. Exactly. So, so what I give to you, I don't necessarily expect it back to me in that type of equal exchange on, like, what I can give to you. I expect an equal exchange out of what you're really good at. So... Let's say, that, um, let's say that right now I knew a buddy in Fort Lauderdale that was one of the greatest freestyle rappers on the planet. He just needs to get his act together. Right. Right. He needs an engineer. But the thing is that I'm not going to introduce you guys together until I get to know you better because I know his personality. Yep. Right. Yep. So I can't do that. 
because I like you too, right? But you, you understand, like, if he's yellow and you're purple, we can't put you guys together. But right. if you're orange, hell yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? Or if you're green, just as good. And if you're yellow, that's fantastic, right? But, you know, like, our network needs quality engineers, people that actually give a fuck about that. Or, in a sense, just open-minded people that want to work with each other. Yep. Right. And I feel like that's that's something that a lot of, um, you know, up and coming or just kind of young or even naive, you know, entrepreneurs in general kind of mistake is that they think that money is everything, you know, mm-hmm. when it's not because you can exchange services, yeah. you know, which is if equally, if not even better than cold hard cash. You know what I mean? Sure, it, you can you can buy things with money, but. It's much more beneficial to find somebody who can help you create more of the art or more of whatever it is you're doing, you know. Well, you know what I think we miss? We look at, at um, think, think about it this way. Like, let's say that you and I connect on and, and like you bring all your artists together. I bring all of my crew together and we work on a project. Right. What we don't notice and what I think is the most important isn't what we produce. It was that experience of us coming together. Yep. Right? Of us being there, of us creating, of us building those bonds with each other to move forward and and, and all of that stuff. Far more important to me than what's the end result. Oh, yeah. You know. Right? And I think... Because then you build relationships with other very creative people, you know, and that can go any direction, you know? I think that's what's... I think the relationship is all that matters. Yep. It really is. Where do you, where are you, like, right now, I probably can't ask you to move. I can't, right? That's just not where we are at in our relationship. I can ask you to be on a podcast. Right. Right. We can talk on Twitter. But as we build, as we grow, there could be an opportunity where I have to go somewhere. It's a great opportunity for you to go somewhere. I have a free ticket and I just go, hey, dude, you want to go to this thing? Right. Right. As long as we put in the time and effort, we can get there. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, you can do that with anyone as long as you find a way to bond with them. So that goes back to what I was talking about with armor. What I learned to do is um, because I had lost, for every single year till I was 14, I basically lost my best friend to either them moving away or me moving away. So, and, and I build quick attachments fast and they're like big. Right. I love I love people, dude. So when they leave, it makes me sad. Right. And I had to learn to get past that. So um, first, like from age three to 14, 11 best friends, um, we moved at least seven times and I was in at least five different schools. Wow. That's crazy. Right. By the time I was 14, my when I was 13, my parents finally decided to end it and my dad left. Right. Right. And our relationship basically ended there. Um, We have one still like we get together Father's Day, birthdays, that kind of shit. But he's not a dad. He's just a figurehead. Right. I raised myself and my mom raised me too. Right. Um, But at 14, um, a the 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 first girl that I ever really like. Have you ever um, have you been in love? Like, um, like, have you had those, like, where it's just, like, you know that this person is special. It's not that you want to date them 
marry them. You just you know that if you just travel through life with them, that your life is always just going to be a little bit better. Yeah, actually, with uh, the person currently with, it's uh, been about four years, you know, and before that, you know, every relationship I've had was, uh, I don't know, three months because I can't really stand people. <laughs> yeah. So you're you know? like, you're a lot like me. I love that. My right. So like, you'll get what I'm about to say. Right. Yeah. I had those same feelings as you feel for this girl at 14. I just knew she was special. Right. She wasn't like, I didn't want her to be my girlfriend. I didn't want her to like, sex wasn't even a, a, a question to me. Right. Right. Even though it's on the mind. Right. It was, how do I spend more time with her? Yep. That's all that mattered. Yep. And we had two months together. And one day she was at school and the next day she wasn't. And I didn't hear from her for 19 years. Wow. This was 1994. No Facebook. No cell phones. If you didn't have their phone number, which I didn't, <laughs> you didn't yep. know. Like, that, and you didn't know it. where they lived. That they were it. gone. Yep. She didn't even like she didn't even purposefully ghost me. Her parents moved her schools. Wow. She didn't know my number, my contact, but she had avenues that she could actually connect with me. But that is a different story for the, like a, a different time because like she helped me resolve a bunch of stuff when I saw her again. Right. Um, it's not even like at all fairy tale. She came back. We saw each other twice over Christmas. She came back the next year. Didn't even message me contact me at all but hung out with my sister a bunch hmm. right what i realized is um the year after that that i was like i started looking back at me and her at 14 and i looked at me and it dawned on me like dude you are not that same 14 year old kid Nope. right and this is at 33 and i was like okay well if i'm not that same kid then she's probably not that same girl yeah. And if she's not that same girl, then even though she's still familiar, she is an actual stranger. She's been gone for 19 years. From 14 to 33 is a long time for a human being to develop and grow. Yep. She wasn't Too the long. same person. Yeah. She wasn't the same person. I was holding on to what I wanted. And the moment that I realized that she was a stranger, I was able to just let it all fucking go. And yep. this thing just fucking clicked inside of me that was able to let go of that moment in my trauma, like in my past and just like started dealing with all of my shit. So like the last four years, I've basically been like getting rid of everything so I can run smoothly. But what I was getting to is at 14, I learned like because she was gone and that basically made me implode. Um, the only way that I learned how to survive was to connect with people. And um, what I did was I found out what we both liked and that's all I did with them. Right. Yeah. And so my armor always reflected what they liked about themselves. Yeah. So of course people are going to want to hang out with me and be around me. I make them feel good because I reflect what you like. Yeah. And I think that comes back to a lot of, you know, especially young, you know, kids even, um, just kind of putting on this camouflage, you know, and kind of blending in, being a chameleon to the environment around them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think we a lot do. of, pe- a lot of people are kind of like that, you know? 
I think so. We just don't aren't um, as aware. And that's yep. what I was going to um, that's why I was bringing up Gary Vaynerchuk that it, um, I was always kind of like on the idea that I like had self-awareness with stuff. I just never put the, the word self-aware in there. Yep. Right. Exactly. But he's a big proponent on being self-aware of understanding why you do what you do. Yep. Right. Like I remember going to a naturopath and he looked at me and he's just like, the most important thing you can ever be in life is your own fucking doctor. He didn't yep. say fucking. That was my ad lib <laughs> in there. But you know what I mean? Like he was just like, you got to be your own doctor. You got to know your body better than anybody on the planet. So I took his advice, started learning my body. I haven't seen a general practitioner in 13 years. Wow. They That's pulled crazy. my records. Yeah. Um, I feel great. And when I don't feel great, I listen to my body. I'll go to the grocery store. I'll walk around. And what it actually guides me to, I buy, I consume, and, you know, I go about my day. I yeah. feel better than I ever have in life, and I'm taking care of myself. Now, flip that. If anything were to ever – I believe in hospitals. I don't believe in doctors. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't I believe. Or, and 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 general practitioners. I don't. I don't believe in people that prescribe pills. No, that's right? that's yeah. Right. I I I firmly believe that if every human being took the responsibility of their life on, we'd be healthier. Because, yeah. and 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 the thing is though, and and you have to like just give me like a little bit of grace because I really do care about people. But I think that um, if you're unhealthy and you, um, and you don't continue and you die of being unhealthy, I can't really feel bad about that. No, I mean, that's your own fault, you know, but it, let me, let me ask you, something. what's your take on, you know, modern medicine, I guess of, you know, whether it be vaccines or, you know, cures to whatever. Yeah, man. I think that's that's dangerous stuff and a slippery slope. I yep. think the moment that you open yourself up to those things, you are going to be dependent on them for the rest of your life if you don't ever get off them. Yeah. Um, do I, I think that um, every single thing can be solved through um, how you think. Right. It goes back to that initial origin thought about how you think that's going to spur how you feel and how you feel is going to shift your energy in your body. If it's running properly, you're, you're going to feel good. You're going to do things that are good for you. If you're feeling improperly, you're going to do things that are bad for you. Right. right. Which will then, if you're not willing to do the hard work that it takes to be healthy, dude, it takes effort too. I, I have it automatic now, but it took like 10 years to really get good at, at knowing me. Oh yeah. 10 years, man. I'm a, I, I, I am now in grade five right. of, of learning my body. Yeah. Most, people, most people are just being born. Yeah. And a lot of people just never even get that far. You know? Well, they, they look up instead of forward or in. Yeah. Right? Like they, they, they get sick and they're just like, oh, I better go see an, an expert. But like, let me ask you a question, dude. How well do I know your body? Right. Right. You can, you can know a body in general, but like that ain't going to fucking fix that person. 
right? Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that to an extent, for sure. I guess in a general sense, I'm not for it, but I understand why people take it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I would never want... I would much rather... I, if, if I could do it, I would rather have children that are born outside the system. Right. Right, and... But do you um, believe in, you know, cures and things of that kind of nature? You know, like, like a, a cure to polio and shit like that. Right. Well, okay. Can we have a serious discussion on this? Yeah, of course. Okay. So we're talking about two different things, right? We're talking, or not two different things, but two things in one. We're talking about curing an illness. Right. And we're talking about survival of the fittest. Yeah, which I do you really want? Do you really (laughs) want those genetics continuing in the human race? Yeah, I mean, true. You know, again, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of survival of the fittest. Yeah, Uh, I personally believe humans live a little too long than it's best for. I agree. Sixty would be sixty's enough, man. Like sixty's enough, you know. But now, within uh, how old are you, man? Thirty nine. Okay, so you're thirty nine. I'm twenty two. So within probably near the quote-unquote end of your lifespan, we're going to be able to extend that another 40, 50 years. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what's coming in the future that people aren't even fucking ready for and they have no clue how (laughs) weird it's going to be? When we map emotion to the point that we it's similar to us digitally and we install that into a machine, then we map our consciousness and put that into a machine as well yeah there's a really big uh, and that machine debate on that is, right now that's very interesting i know? bet because that's semi-scary because that machine now has your consciousness but it's a machine so it never has to turn off which means it's always going but it's emotional yep right so like that's kind of like the way i look at it right is i want to at least at some point shut off fully yeah. I want to have control and and to the point dude, I want to have control on um on if it gets to a certain point to peacefully go. Yeah. Right? Um like and I'm not talking about like I want to, I'm talking about before the stroke, before yeah. the heart attack, right? Just go, you know what? Like get diagnosed with cancer and it's not fucking getting better before chemo, before all of those treatments, lived a good life, put in the juice. Let's go. Because here's what we don't ever take into account. Now I'm going to paint a picture. Okay. My stepdad in 2010, in October of 2010 had a, it was October 5th, 2010 had a major, I'm talking life ending stroke damn his left side got permanently fried he was going to be a vegetable for the most part he was awake but he couldn't speak couldn't walk could never enjoy would never have quality of life that he used to have all he would be able to do is sit in his bed and look out the window yeah our hospital system in canada kept him alive for 90 days before he passed away do you know what they said the very first day, hmm. the, the doctor's diagnosis, the very first day, he will be brain dead on his left side forever and he will never recover. Damn. Now, 
My mom went to the hospital and stayed there from the beginning of visiting hours till the end of visiting hours for 90 days. She was an emotional wreck when she got, I moved back into my house, my mom's house. She was an emotional wreck every single night that she got home. And you know, all I, do you know, all I wanted, all I wanted was for a system that on day one, that they said he was going to be brain dead, that there was an option that goes, should we put him down? The answer has to be yes, because my mom did not deserve to suffer that amount for 90 fucking days. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about him. He had a stroke. He was already fucking going. He, he went from 250 pounds down to fucking 160 in 90 days. Yikes. But our, our, our hospital is all about compassionate care. So, dude, so to do answer you not question, get that option in Canada? No. And America only has it really in Washington. Yeah. Right? That's why my mom lives in Washington. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I think that's one of the main reasons she lives there is because there's compassionate care to a degree that if life gets to a certain degree where there's no more quality, where, where you know that that's it, you can go. Yeah. And I've, I've always talked about that with my girl, you know, especially regarding, you know, if I get cancer and you have to get chemo, I'd rather mm-hmm. just kind of go out, you know, yeah. thing well, suffers. Well, dude, it's not even like, here's the thing. Like there's you that suffers, right? But think yep. about her. Yep, exactly. Right. And all the people all, and all of the people, your family, friends, and, all of those yep. people are now going through that extra, like, yes, it would suck to not have you here, but it would suck it, that like that would go away faster than drawing it out for four years. Yeah. Plus, that's not really the last image I want people to see me in. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you don't want to be the skinny dude in the wheelchair. You know, never. No, man, I want, I, I want that done, yeah. right? I want to I pack with, like, what I would really love is to, like, be able to put a bulletin out and have a bunch of, like, just of, of people that really, really love and care for me that are, you know, wild and crazy and just come <laughs> and hunt me. Yeah. Just, just would... put me down, <laughs> right? Like, I'm, like, just, like, you know, like, find, I, I would just be basically, like, I would put it out there and I would be, like, find me reward 500k yep and we're on <laughs> right oh, and that's been crazy wouldn't it but at least you're going out the way that you want it like dude i am i'm i don't i'm not afraid of my dark side i just don't need to let it out all the time yeah right so i have this beautiful like my 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 buddy from georgia came and he couldn't understand um, he kept getting freaked out because I don't have curtains on our front window and it is literally like 10 feet by five feet tall. <laughs> like it's a massive window and you can see pretty much to the other side, like there's a river and there's like another city across it. Like you can see a lot of shit. And some of the days at night, all I can imagine, like all, all I imagine is hearing this faint whistle. And then seeing this bomb drop across the, the, um, across the water and like igniting into like one of those mushroom ones, but the wave just, and you just see the wave coming towards you and you know that it's over. Yeah. And you're just like, what a way to go out because that <laughs> is fucking insane. Yeah. 
right? And it just like comes and it just takes the whole house out like a hur- or like a hurricane or a tornado. Totally okay with that. I'm not okay suffering for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's no way to live anyway, you know? I agree. I mean, right. Why, why would you want your final moments to be in agony, you know? Right. Oh, you want to know something fucking crazy? And like, it's got to be like some sort of like conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, good. yeah. Um, so my, um, I was high on acid one night. And another buddy of mine was too. And he brought over his recorder and on his recorder, he has, um, it's like a, a music player, but it's like very high advanced, like beautiful sound and everything like that. I forget what they're called, but it's just like gorgeous. Right. He had Prince's last two shows in Georgia, in Atlanta on wow. that recorder. Nice. And he's just like two hours later, he ODs. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, I'm listening to it. The man was on fire. Oh, yeah. The man performed like a god. Like, he was, like, in prime form. What kind of human being performs the fuck out of that and then ODs? Yeah. I don't, like, to me, that doesn't add up. And it just goes to one of two things. Either he got offed, right? Right. Or... Or he wanted out. Yeah. No one sees the body. Like, think about it, dude. No one sees the body. Like, did you see Mac Miller's dead body? No. Right? But we're not allowed to question that. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, but did you? No. He could be somewhere the fuck else. Because guess what? Only a billion people probably know who Drake is. And there's seven billion people on the planet. Yeah. Right? Less people know Mac Miller. Mac Miller could go pretty much anywhere outside of like North America and some other places and live a normal life and no one would know who the fuck he is with a bunch of money and live a great life. Yeah. You know, and that really comes back to the whole Tupac conspiracy as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But. Like Biggie, Biggie, 100%, I'm pretty certain is dead. Yeah. I don't think he's off on some island or anything like that. I think he got got. Right. I mean, you know, when you live a certain lifestyle, it catches 100%. You know, right. Pac, on the other hand, like, here's why I say Biggie got got and Pac didn't. Biggie was retaliation to a certain thing. Pac was a, a hit of some sort. Right. It wasn't because he punched some dude out for a necklace. No, right? but Pac was pretty. He was. But he was also very vocal in human rights in in a whole bunch of different ways that if people started listening to him would have woken up a lot more and would be completely different. He gets off in 96. Biggie gets off in 97. Like it's off in 97. Two very prime um, entertainers start to emerge out of the ashes from that. Yeah. And they lead rap into what I would consider the wrong direction but that's just according to everybody else my opinion i don't think i'm incorrect but lil wayne and jay-z have destroyed rap music for people and and people will not even at all listen to that because it would be like finding out that michael jordan ruined basketball (laughs) but what if he did but you have to at least give wayne to his credit of people credit of everything 
I can. And I, you know what I also can do? I can pat Soldier Boy on the back for introducing YouTube to everybody. <laughs> you know what else I can do? I can pat T-Pain on the back for introducing everybody to Autotune. Who do you want? Where do you want me to go with giving people credit? Because he doesn't deserve it. <sighs> yeah. He doesn't. Because you can put anyone, any fucking person in his shoes and give him all of those potentials and opportunity. And 90% of professional rappers today would have the same fucking career. He is not that special. People just need to wake the fuck up. I you know would, what it is? I would agree He's with sugar. you. On, he is sugar. On a modern Wayne, for sure. I mean, in recent years, he's been... Drop It Like It's Hot is the only real good song that shows his talent. It is <sighs> off his very first album. I don't know. He's... Lyr- All right, so... He is you gotta understand, I don't that... hear lyrics. Right. Which is it. kind of what he I is. I feel it. If you're just feeling Wayne, then yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. He is you know? hyper-depressive. He is. He is hyper-depressive. He doesn't make people actually feel good. Right? The reason why most people are depressed on the planet is because of the fucking rap music that they listen to. They're caught in a loop. They literally are. Yeah. That keeps them focused on a little bit. And then the undertones of like that dark music comes in too. Right? Like, it's all there, man. But the thing is, is that I can't give Lil Wayne the credit that, that everyone wants me to do because he destroyed something that I loved so much. Imagine someone coming into your favorite thing and taking the biggest dump all over the place. But I and would saying also that argue that's art. that music has always been bad. Oh, know? I agree. I mean, you can look back. I mean, there's... <laughs> but, but, but all, all throughout time has been, you look know... At, look at really 90s rap music. Look at 90s rap music. Yeah. Right? Especially back then. I mean, there was, there was a couple of songs that were <laughs> pretty terrible, you know. From oh, some, 100%. From some big artists. 100%. You know? But the thing is, what we're talking about is professionally engineered music and amateur music. Because 90, like 80% of music today is not professionally done. No. Right? It isn't. And, and that's okay to accept and, and, and just come to an understanding of. It isn't. What we're talking about is back in the 90s, a 12-year-old not being able to record their own music. Because right. it just wasn't available. Right? So, like, less people meant, in, in my opinion, you had to fight and push yourself to have better quality. Oh, yeah. Most people suck today, dude. Like, like they're... they're Here's what I say has happened. In 2007, the majority of people started getting fed sugar wrap. Yeah. And now we're in 2019, and I'm trying to say vegetable wrap is better for you, and you're saying I don't have the taste buds. Not you, but the people. Right. Right? They don't have the taste buds or anything, and they will fight tooth and nail to defend the thing that is actually hurting them the most. You know, and I can, I, I definitely agree with that because that's just how it is. You know, music is, has changed a lot. And as someone who's really dedicated their entire life up to this point, you know, it is pretty unsettling to see some of the, uh, you know, quote unquote professionals that are in the industry. But at the same time, you know, people's taste buds change. You know what I mean? So they, they do, but you can actually map it out to see the change in rap music. Yeah. It I happened mean, in 
96 was the very first like real big um with with the death of Tupac Shakur it opened the door for many people to step in the same dude get this the same the 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 same um Pac has a, a a title of a song that's the same with the John B song so like you know the song are you still down right him and John B he has a song named are you still down on an unreleased album and in 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 brackets it says remember me why the fuck do you think he says remember me do you think he's actually saying hey don't forget about me guys or is it basically in a sense don't forget what i stood for right and if you listen to that song it's basically about that right but what happened in 96 in the same month that tupac shakur was killed jay-z released a song or or released an album called reasonable doubt right jay-z is also tied like if you think about it throughout rap history, who is the number one person that has benefited off of the death of Tupac Shakur? Four letters, J fucking Z. He really has. He was a nobody before that, really, when it came down to it. Tupac dies. That space gets opened. Biggie dies. Bigger space gets open. He fills that gap. Just like Beyonce Knowles jumped from Destiny's Child into Beyonce when Aaliyah was killed. Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily connect the two because the space always has to be filled, you know. So, mm. you know what I mean? But that's, so, I think that's, but in my opinion, dude, that's where we go incorrect. I think we're supposed to connect those two. I, because like, dude, if you go through the conspiracy chains with all of those things, and granted, not like, you have to keep in mind that history, history is a cons- conspiracy theory. What you right. learn in school isn't real. It's no, a conspiracy I mean, it's theory too. A fabrication of, you know, right? so, like, whatever state you're in, for sure. But it's, it's, well, and it's a fabrication of events that people that won yeah. get to tell. <laughs> There's a great, uh, I don't know if you play Call of Duty at all, man. There's a great quote from, uh, I think it was Modern Warfare 2. I don't know where they got it from, but it was a uh, history is written by the victors, you know? Yeah. And I think that's it, some of the most true shit that's ever. It, it really seen. is. Right. It really, really is. Keep, keep this in mind too. the same people that um, run like the, our history is really fucked up and. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is that people is. And, and, and people don't really want to um, and, and it's difficult to talk to people about it because it's just they, they've gotten in their head that it, it is a certain way and it can't be another way. Yep. And right? I think a lot of people miss just how recently and how fucked up shit really was. You know what 100%. I mean? 100 percent. Well, like how, how many people do you think actually know what Project Play, Paperclip is? Right. Do you know what it is? I mean, there's a whole bunch of those things, man, that I've but, gone down the rabbit hole. Of course. But but you know. this one, this one, I think, is very important for people to understand. Project was a secret operation by the United States military and, and, and government bring over Nazi doctors and whatnot over to American yep, soil. From World War Two and all that from shit. World War Two. Yeah. Right. Dude, we are talking about the people that they slag in all of the history books they brought over secretly. Yep. And I mean, there's there's stuff like that riddled through everything. One hundred. I mean, so like, how do people still trust this shit? Because they're stuck. Like in, that's where I get in that in that loop. 
you know? And, right. and people refuse. Okay, so he, here's the big thing with conspiracy theories to a lot of the majority of people is that it's, you know, outlandish. It's, you know, whatever, which yeah. to an extent I can agree with. There's a lot of shit that's just kind of crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of things that have um, evidence that can present at least a reasonable doubt into what you truly believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's well, important to explore things that have some factual basis to them and not just write it off as, oh, tinfoil hats and UFOs and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I think, I think it's very important to keep... I think it's important to keep an open mind about everything and basically, in a sense, keep it at that level. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, don't... don't I, I don't really ever firmly ground myself into anything unless I want to explore it. Right. Right. So like I hover above it and I hover above it and then I'm just like, okay, let's ground into there. And when I ground into that, I pick that spot and I explore that, which means that I also take my um, understanding and everything from there. Right. So people will think that I'm arguing with them when really all it is, is all I need to really do is get off of that, go over to them, land near them, and I'll ground into that information and we can have that conversation. It's very interesting Way to right. express I, that. I like that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely, like, in my opinion, there's very little that I get upset about except for people when they close off their mind. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I don't think there's anything more frustrating than that. <laughs> like, every single conversation ends when someone says, I don't believe that. Yep. Exactly. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, where do we go? Do you want me? Okay. So now I have to cater to you because. You have a pinhole instead of a eyeglass exactly. or whatever the fuck, right? That's not my fault that you can't hear the music how I hear it. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about that. How did you get into doing um, the? How did you guys like your collective? Like, what exactly is the collective that you have? I mean, are you referring to the company or just my overall insight of life? Um, <laughs> no, no, the, the the company, like your team. Right. Like, like that, that your crew. So, um, I guess it really started with uh, me and Plazy, who's uh, my photographer. Because I've known him since I started doing music. You know, we've been friends for, I don't even know how many fucking years now, you know. And um, we'd always talked about, you know, doing something bigger and kind of this, this and that and Back then, because I, I, w- I was fortunate enough to be able to start early. You know, I really dug mm-hmm. deep when I was about 16 to 18. Whereas a lot of people start when they're much older. Mm-hmm. So I was really fortunate in that. And I got to experience a lot of things and make my bad decisions early. So I could really pave the way for that, you know. But really, um, one day I just kind of got sick of working for other people, man. You know, I'm working for these multi-million dollar companies and you know i'm making all these ceo money and they don't give a fuck about you you know what i mean Mm -mm. they (laughs) you could uh you know you could die for all they care and you know they would still call you in for a shift you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so eventually one day i just kind of got sick of it and i've always had this idea of of the company i just wasn't sure what i wanted it to be so you know i took some time thought about it and um you know just kind of started forming the idea started reaching out and trying to find 
whoever would be willing to kind of stick it out with me in the beginning. And, um, you know, obviously I've hired a lot of my friends and, you know, people that I've done work with in the past, but, uh, it really just came from the sense of the company model is very different from a lot of other things because we work independently as our own brands, but we collectively come together to create for other people and ourselves. Kind of, kind of like a tribe within tribe kind of things. Basically. So, you know, I wanted everyone to have their own thing, to be whoever they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And then when the time needed, we could all come together as a collective, you know? Yeah. So that's why, you know, on the website, I still have their own branding, you know, because I don't want to take that away from them. You know, Lazy has million images and, you know, the beat behemoth and, you know, all these other people. You kind of want them to have that, right? Exactly. You know, and and, like build it up. Exactly. Anything I can do to help further them and their own ambitions. Awesome. You know? Yeah. And if by chance we come together and we create some awesome shit, perfect. You know what I mean? Right. I agree, man. Okay, so, so like, what do you guys, when you guys come together, yep. what are you guys creating? Um, anything and everything that we can. You know, as of right now, it's obviously geared towards more artists and small businesses that maybe need, you know, some logos or promotional video or, you know, maybe some studio time for their next song. But really, sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'd love to do movies and TV shows and, you know. Fucking... Okay, so, like, you would be down to, like, explore possibly, like, what I want to do. Yeah. And anything and anything. Artistic. Artistic, creative, that lets me express what I can on my own terms. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need freedom. Exactly. Which is Right, so, like. Yeah. Would would ideally be um, you and I, we sit down, I go, okay, what do you want to do, right? Yep. And you're just like, you plot all of that stuff out. I go with my team, we go back and go, okay, well, let's create a position for that. Because yep. that's what I want to do. I don't want to have these, um, I would much rather create a company and create a business model, business structure, all of that shit yep. through us creating it ourselves, right? So I would exactly. find out what, what you want what you wanted to do, right? And, and it doesn't have to even be a fucking engineer. Yep. Right? What matters is you love doing it so that you actually do it. <laughs> yep. yep. Like, yep. it's a novel fucking concept, but that's all I give a fuck about. Yep. What I care about is doing less of that stuff that I don't want to do. So that I can focus on doing what I want to do. Exactly. Right? Right? So, like, let's say that... Um, what? Okay. So... You can still keep engineering in there, but like for you, right? 30 years old, right? Yeah. What do you see yourself doing? Like, and, and let's say that you, it, it stop looking at how. Yep. And just go, this is what I want to be doing. <laughs> it's funny because uh, this whole journey started um, really back when I wanted to, and this is like the ultimate, you know, end game of mm-hmm. my life, right? It's going to be directing my own movie that I wrote and, you know, made the music for and helped produce and cast. Okay. You know, so this whole giant collective that kind of ties together everything that I've kind of worked on, you know. Do you have the movie in mind? 
nope <laughs> that is even better i love it no you that's I mean? fantastic does it have to be live action no it again it really just comes down to me creating something from my imagination that i helped through every piece of the process yeah. you know and so just kind uh, of being like this is what i do hell yeah dude okay so what we would do at wonder tree is we would set up a meeting with you and we'd be like okay you want to do a movie that's great we would you would um what we would ask you to do is to go through our um library and our library is going to be intense so what we would do is just get you to fill out a questionnaire first right right and that would kind of like guide you like you would basically um on the screen just like what you're doing is you're clicking stuff to take away. Okay. Right. Yeah. Stuff that you don't like. So it starts taking away all the programs that are nothing like that fucking movie yep. that you want to produce. Right. And eventually you land on the samples of people that you can work with on a creative team that will make the movie like that will help you start getting into the next stage of that movie. Because we want to get your movie fucking done too. Yeah. Right. Because it's fun. We're not, exactly. we're, not, we're not here for the money, dude. We're here to create. We're here to have fun. Right? That's the model that I want everything based off of. Right? The fundamentals and shit, fun still has to be at the beginning. Yeah. For sure, you know. Right? So, like, you would come in. You would filter through. You would find the people that you would want to work with. And we would help you basically develop the movie. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. Wouldn't it? So, and then, and then you would have a choice if you liked it there and a position and, and we could create a position for you, you would just have a spot there where we would just continuously work with you. Yeah. Right. And if you wanted to be independent, we would still work with you. Right. Yep. What I would like to do through the school and, and the school will be everything from animation to music, to acting, to screenwriting, to like, if you, if it has to be done in production, yeah, we'll have a minor league for it nice right in in yeah, school man. um and what i would like to do so um let's say that a writer comes up or or let's let's even go this let's say that someone from our music department right in 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 the school right. has this just banger fucking track like just this it's fucking unreal right, right? and because we have our system set up so that um, all the music that comes out of the academy is available for streaming to academy members. Nice. So you can consistently listen to people's music, right? And it's all categorized and all, and, and you can customize your own stuff too. Like you can like YouTube, you know how like you can make your own playlist and stuff. You'll yeah. be able to do that too. Let's say that you're drawing one day or let's say you're writing one day and this song comes on and you write this dope scene to it. Right. You'd be able to go and talk to that person and start working with them on doing a music video for it. That'd be really dope. That'd Wouldn't cool. it? Yeah. Right. And we would want that. We would want to, like we would have sections set up so that people would be, um, that they would, you would, um, you'd be able to set up a meeting. And if you needed more people there, depending on what it is, more people would be brought in. And we would figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Because that's what's important about the school. The school is about learning how to do it. We want people to do projects like that. Because you know where they're going to learn the most? In the struggle of getting it completed. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. Right. And that's the that's the best part. That's the glory. That's that's the 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 beauty of learning and growing. Exactly. Is the struggle. Is is and I talked about it with this other kid um with with Lando the other day. He um we it was uh it it's all about that moment that it clicks. Like when yep. when when you were learning something, right? Like let's take audio, like let's take engineering. Yep. Was there a, a period in time where you didn't understand it or did it or did it all was it always clear no dude it's been a wormhole of fuckery you know it has been but are there things now since you've been doing it enough that click oh yeah of course and when they clicked was that not a beautiful moment yeah it was amazing you know because you finally look at something and you go oh shit that's how i do that yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and and the thing is is that it worked so well too yep Exactly. Like it worked how it was supposed to, and you felt fucking great about it. Yep. That's what I want. That's what I want at, at the Academy and all of that. I just want to see all of the click moments that people have. Yeah. Right. Of like, Oh my God, they just got it. Yeah. That's fantastic, dude. I love seeing that. And it's great because then you can finally kind of progress because I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's always something to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So once something clicks, you know you only go up from there you only find something else that is going to drive you and kind of you know fuel that fire of creativity and really push yourself you know Mm -hmm. i agree i agree i mean and and having what i think was is so going back to like another wave that we served i think going like even if it's not a university or division three or even a high school i even think starting in an elementary school would be dope as fuck yeah you know, right. They're already set up. They have all the Wi-Fi. They have all of that. We just changed some of the areas for um, bedrooms. Right. And, and living areas. Right. We have some areas for um, like it already has the office admin area. It has tons of stuff. Right. It's got the grounds for us to go and do activities on if we really need to. Right. Like, I just think I think those types of and, and the reason why I say like I'm pinpointing those is because just like how shopping in 1995 shopping centers never would have thought that in 2019 they'd be shutting down. Yep. But they are. Yep. Rapidly because of this thing that started in 1992 took five years to mature and then just took the fuck off. Exactly. Right. Well, you know what is one of the biggest things, like the, 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 one of the highest um, growing sections in the internet? Hmm. Learning. Yeah. Right? Online learning. Yeah. The amount of information that you're exposed to so easily, even, yeah. you know, is insane. Right. I mean, you, you could learn anything you could ever want, you know. 100%. And I you, would... you don't even need a computer. You just need a fucking smartphone that fits that's, in your pocket you that's know what it I mean? man more technology so. than the moon than the one took people to the moon <laughs> yeah. in your hands bitches but yep. you're playing fucking candy crush yep exactly you know <laughs> and that's that's something that i do very often is i'll you know have a couple moments to myself and i'll sit down and i'll just look up something that i don't know you know <laughs> or something that i want to know more of and i just sit there for 30 minutes an hour and watch you know you know like eight videos and learn something I didn't know before. 
you know? Right. And you probably feel better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you feel like you, in a sense, accomplish something probably. Exactly. Right. I, I feel the same way um, about, so what I've been doing recently is branching out and just letting um, like it going into different music and just letting it play. Right. So I, and I'm old school, like super old school. So I don't use Spotify. don't use anything but YouTube. <laughs> yep. 